0: Welcome to the Propaganda Report. I'm Monica Perez here with my co-host Brad Binkley and a very good friend of ours and a good friend of the show, JJ Boogie and his good friend, Zay. So I think I'm not going to do it justice to give you guys an intro. So JJ, I'm going to make you do it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: me do the intro oh yeah you're gonna do the intro
0: to you oh my gosh and who is Zay sorry yeah it could be just a sentence or two
1: (laughs) yeah I'm I'm JJ uh, a guitar player with Arrested Development and Fire on the Knife uh Zay I've been well I've been with the group I've been working with the group since 98 that's when I first met Zay uh back then and back then actually he went by Ike <laughs> so I knew him as Ike first, and then he he later uh, uh, you know changed it to Zay. So uh, uh, yeah, he's my he was been my big brother uh, musically for literally since '98. He taught me so much over the years. We we toured the world together. Uh, whenever we were forced to to share a hotel room, me, me and Zay were always uh, uh, bunks bunking up, you know, and hanging out, and you know, and so we've known each other a long time. Yeah. What was that,
2: like, hotel rooms? I remember going on sports trips. The hotels were always fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, some of them were uh, immaculate and amazing and beautiful. And uh, there was one time where – do you remember the, the volcano in uh, a couple of years ago that went off uh, in Greenland or something or Iceland or something? We were, we were in uh, Europe and we were at the very end of the tour and we got stuck in Belgium and they shut the airports down. And uh, we decided to grab some cheap hotel thinking we'd be there for like a day, but it turned out to be like stretched out. For like three or four days and they put us in this raggedy little <laughs> hotel near the airport oh, and it was like little cots that we were like we it might we might as well have been just sharing the same bed it the room was so small <laughs> it was hilarious I was like I'm like yeah I'm like honey I'm basically sleeping with a big black man <laughs> <laughs>
0: That would explain how you guys got to know each other so well and have all these conversations where you got the deep inner workings of each other's minds. I I want more of it. I have to say, Arrested Development, what a great band. It could be the last band I've ever seen live because if I don't get the vax, they might not let me see another show. And I saw you guys in Vegas in February, I think it was.
1: Yeah, it was the end of February. Yeah. That was was our last that was our last last real show we did a little local thing uh on uh for a local news fox 5 for a morning thing at city winery um but it was just it wasn't even the full band cuz they didn't want to let in, uh, a lot of people in so but yeah we we're, you know speech is dying to do live music again we all are you know um at least at, at that level i've been gigging every weekend and every week with my wife's band uh firing the knife and so i've been that's just been keeping me sane you know what have the
2: gigs been like
1: Uh, a lot of them have been totally packed i mean packed out like nobody wearing masks except uh the 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 bartenders and the waitresses and, you know, that's it, you know, but, but people like they just want to feel normal again. There was one place in Alpharetta. They had to start shutting down at 11 because they were staying open at one, but all the college kids were wanting to hang out and party. And it was getting like, it was just getting so crazy that like they could, you know, it was just getting too crazy like people out partying so they're like let's just let's just shut down a little earlier
0: (laughs) it's so ridiculous because out in california which i've been this entire time they shut it down to the point where i was in the i on the day that they had the first mask mandate in the country i was there in riverside county it's been like that ever since and they're still telling us it's surging 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 and you just want to shake them like look Uh, even if i bought into all all this stuff that you're saying which i definitely don't can you not learn from this like yeah. is this do you think this is working because georgia is doesn't i'm not hearing about the surge in georgia yeah Ugh, the whole thing makes me crazy but if i have to go down and never see another live show i will feel proud that the last <laughs> one was seeing you never right seen on it. Oh, so, but this is why I always did want to talk to you, JJ Buggy, and I wanted to, you're uh, just such an, um, you know, an individual and as an individual who has his own opinions. And is from, you know, in your field, your opinions are probably unusual. But when you told yeah. me that Zay was the first, or when you said, oh, I'm going out with my buddy and he's the first conspiracy theorist I ever met. Yeah. And how long you've known him. I just, I, I just gotta know. I gotta, I, I have to pick Zay's brain. I'm sorry. I'm oh, not trying a, to leapfrog. But Zay, I, uh, first, I want to know how, What woke you up? Like, how did you realize that there was, you know, there was there was a man behind the curtain?
3: Wow. Um, Well, I always felt that it was a man behind the curtain for some reason. it just I was that kind of guy, you know. And uh, so when the uh, information uh, like that starts spinning around, I just ran right to it. And uh, I've been there ever since. But um, I would have to say. Professor Griff years ago from public
1: case. enemy yeah
3: yeah um he was he was uh one i got some you know paperwork i think it's called black Out in white america or something like that kind of got me started then i went into uh david ike and uh, oh yeah alex jones and, David Wilcox, Conscious Media David Wilcox, uh,
2: (laughs) the Uh, ancient aliens guy, right? He does like these epic five hour long talks on YouTube sometimes. My friend will send me videos. Hey, watch this. It'll be like a seven hour video and be like, dude, you got to isolate something here.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, he'll go. Yeah, no, you're right. But, you know, you're searching. So, uh, you know, I just listen I I call myself an observer. I don't really call myself a conspiracy theorist. I just yeah,
0: I was it. wondering. I didn't want to hang a label on you, <laughs> but I, I you know, if you if you're sensitive, I didn't think you're sensitive. Oh, you're not sensitive. You're not sensitive. <laughs> nah,
3: just, you know, just how I feel. I'm just stating, you know, how I, I am about yeah, a, me more of an observer, yeah.
0: For me but, I think has like been I'm on that tip cracker. for yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I feel like but, I'm a code cracker, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I just say this official narrative doesn't make any sense. And I'm going to come up with a better one that actually has some like pictures attached to it that make more sense than the stuff that you're spewing. Yeah. And I, so I don't even think I'm not even theorizing. Right. I'm just trying to figure stuff out. But yeah. Professor Griff, I he who did he he was on someone's show last year and got uh, everybody had all sorts of trouble. Uh, over that. Whose show With Nick
2: Cannon movie? or something? Yes. Oh, yeah. I remember that.
0: Yes, you know. and it was like untouchable, and I thought, well, let me watch this, and some of the stuff he was saying I had never heard before, but a lot of it made sense, and the way they depicted it, they really tried to shut him up by calling him names, saying he was anti-Semitic and all that, so yeah. that you couldn't be open to the message, and I hear that a lot. I feel like that's a big they just want to steer you away, make you feel shame, and I wonder if especially in entertainment where there's so much at stake to have a kind of public approval to you rely on other people to have a platform, is there pressure to kind of not think for yourself they act like they're speaking truth to power, but if you deviate at all, I feel like the backlash is unbearable
3: hmm. well, I think it's more than just an it music industry, I think it's all over now. I mean, there's a, just from my angle, my, my opinion, I sometimes say strong opinion because I'm older. And I remember before the, the this technology, you know, uh, came to be as it is. And when you start to see it, 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 I don't like to say I was conscious, but I'm aware and you can just see it changing. And, um, you know, for me, the divide has been planned for a long time. I mean, from the conspiracy uh mindset you know looking at may 1st 1776 if you want to go there you know with um, you know adam Weisop and you know many others also but um but they were bringing this idea uh ideology in and uh i think what happened is that we we didn't understand what was really going on they, they i feel they were trying to take over the nation just you know, this, this whole time you know the whole thing is about the one world order it, entirely uh I think all the division is based off of uh, that agenda. Um, it's real and, and it's pain, but it's planned, um I feel. And they want to keep you from knowing anything. I mean, you see now they're censoring, they're doing, it's pretty obvious right now. But the thing is that surprised me is how they have a divide with um uh, no matter what race you are if you're you know with uh one party or another party you're you know kill them i mean i'm hearing all kind of craziness um you know out there but they created this divide um a long time ago and they've been working on this divide for a long long time controlling the media as you know when i learned years ago that you know a handful of people own everything we see watching here and then you start seeing how that you know is, is applicable to your existence so what does it mean you know and then you just start seeing laws changing you know you start hearing back when I was younger, government overreach, not understanding what it is. You're raising kids, you know, you know, government overreach. What do you mean government overreach? <laughs> and you keep, you know, on, you know, living and you start figuring that out. And so by the time the conspiracy world, I think, um, got big, you know, with the Alex Jones and next to David Icke and uh, so many. I can't I say so many. I've listened to. Um, he's been doing for years. He's been listening yeah. to him. And
0: then yeah.
1: I'm yeah. listening to Good, I'm sorry. The
0: older stuff was more accurate, I think. Like now there's a lot of um, it gets crazy. I, I invented a little bit off color expression, taint agent. So they'll take somebody who is saying mostly true things and they'll have him. Just say something crazy that sounds crazy or have them do something that discredits him and discredits that whole body of thought. I feel like as this thing has changed the way you're talking, where it becomes more of a threat, they, it's kind of like the powers that be have, I think, have embraced the conspiracy stuff, but only if it's really sounds crazy. And then they, they emphasize that.
3: I think they're going in every direction you can think of. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a war. It's a war going on. Informational warfare. Uh, it's for real. I mean, it's all of it. I, I normally say biological, psychological, technological, you know, the chemical, informational warfare. That's what's going on, and we have to identify it so we can do something about it. I feel strongly uh, yes. about that because we have to be able to give the children something to be able to navigate some information that they can navigate we we can't change it you and I and Jay but we can give information uh in a way that will cause people to to think not tell them you know what to think but how to think um, and where to look at, you know where to look at things mm-hmm. um I don't think people do enough uh, due diligence in my circle I can't speak for everybody but it it just it feels like a little, too many people aren't really paying attention to the important things and I think for example, uh, more than anything right now, is the Constitution. Um, that's what I hamper when I hear, no matter what I see going on down from death shootings, it doesn't matter. It's They're going after the Constitution as far as I'm concerned, um, eroding the First Amendment, you know, giving you words you can't say. You, you complain when somebody call you this or that, so you go to the government to make laws <laughs> and that's eroding your, your, your first amendment. It, you don't have to go to school for any of this. It's real simple. We don't have to be deep into the conspiracies and know everybody's name in the industry or in the concern, I should say. Um, we can see what's happening here. They're eroding the Constitution, Second Amendment, as you know. Um, so I think the Constitution, um, people, uh, not enough people, are aware of what it is except for a name.
0: I have to I have to say you're 100 percent right. And I I was on terrestrial radio for a while, WSB in Atlanta, and I was so far down the rabbit hole that I I did. I kind of gave up. I I looked at the country. It's like people aren't you know, they're just not awake. They they aren't. Thinking for themselves, all the things you're saying. And but I had to hang on to one thing. And if I would say, look, that's not a true story, they're just saying that so that you will give up your rights. And I can prove that wasn't a true story, I would lose a lot of people. And finally, I just said, you know what? I'm not even gonna waste my time. Because that was the other thing. Trying to figure out false flags, cracking those codes took a lot of time and energy. And a lot of people just didn't buy it. And I said, Look. Don't even worry about it. But whatever story they're telling you, if the punchline is so we have to pull back on your rights a little bit, either don't believe the original story or just say, hey, you know, let's look back and say what 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 law, what fundamental law, what good law were you already violating that got us into this bad spot? Or if you had the Second Amendment totally free and clear. Would you have prevented that school shooting like you can every time I've gone back to the fundamental law like the Bill of Rights? I could solve the problem that they were throwing up there as an excuse to peel it away. And I would just tell people, don't believe my conspiracy theory, just protect the rights to the death. And now what did they do? They threw up this illness supposedly that has totally shut down the first amendment in a way that i couldn't even have imagined we have no right to assemble anymore i, I the ability to to worship inside well, well, a place of worship if, if I can ask,
3: if, you know, my, when when was that right taken away to assemble
0: Well, I feel like the COVID thing, like so freedom of speech was already being eroded, but with the COVID thing, they were telling you that they were certainly discouraging you from going to I I wanted to have a march on Washington on the fourth of July. And people were kind of like, well, you know, I don't know what the regulations are. Are we gonna be able to take buses there? Are we all gonna be able to congregate on the mall? It's gonna be kind of hard to keep people six feet apart and wear masks. So I feel like that curtailed our right to assemble. They divide Something's and
2: conquer like the that. public and they, they make the public, a portion <clears throat> of the public enforce the, what they don't. They don't have to mandate it. They don't have to necessarily remove the Constitution itself. But by making a segment of the public shame anybody who does things that they don't like, like you're not supposed to go protest for anti-lockdown. So they'll have a bunch of protesters there shaming you and yelling at you. You'll be blasted all over the news media. You'll be made out to be a demon. So they erode the rights to to assemble in that form. Do public pressure and shame
0: say Brad has brought one of the shows that we do. We do a video series on Rockfin, which is like a kind of Netflix on the Internet where he'll bring video of people at the Brookings Institution or the Council of Foreign Relations or the World Economic Forum. Who are actually plotting this stuff They're saying if we can get a preacher To say this or we can get a nurse to say This if we can get a rich guy To call an elected official We can call the shots here without having To change the laws I mean they say Stuff like that and and like they Are that is a conspiracy and They and you see it unrolling (laughs) You know but So I don't care what's true or not true the fact Is these laws all came Down these bill of rights and everything In a time when people were biological organisms where people did get sick where people did have guns so the panic like you were saying people don't research enough they don't think critically enough i think it's this constant state of emotional tension and that's why they throw this shooting and germs
3: well well it's definitely got to be a fear factor it's 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 a main key but i i think now, you know, people like us who've been in it for a while, um, we, we have to now devise some kind of way that we can communicate the importance of what's being taken from you. Because we're being, if I can say this correctly, uh, ideologically evicted. You know, from our, our constitution, our thinking, the way that we think, the way that we, yeah. uh, everything. I mean, our whole, it's a whole new <laughs> world order. It's a <laughs> I great mean, term. I
1: do yeah, like I'm going to I'm gonna write, put
0: that in my, in my yeah. uh, glossary I see the dog in the back of the
1: <laughs> yeah, That's Zildjian back there. Okay, okay. Yeah, Zay is part Italian, <laughs> so he he talks with his hands sometimes.
0: So. <laughs> Me too.
3: <laughs> but, but, um... But but I, I think we have to understand it, it's a contract. We're all here in, in this nation because of a contract. There's all kinds of things that have been said about that contract being the Constitution, uh, bad and good. All oh, was written by these people, that people, that and no one's really read it. <laughs> you know, it's like I mean, it is so simple. Down, well, the thing I ask when people start judging it, the history and you know hating history and they change history. The first thing I ask is, did you read it? I mean, you know, you hear everybody make these statements and people kind of run for just from statements Well, somebody said and they go into it all emotional, emotionally, they buy into it. And we have to take a step back and understand that the Constitution is being taken from us for real. That's what's actually going on. And my strong position is everything that's happening is to keep us distracted from being men and women about our scenario so we can see what's actually going on in the political realms. Um, in this country it's important that we actually get it, I feel, because we're the power. <laughs> we're we're the sovereigns, you know, and we're not understanding that position. We're not understanding who we are in this game. We don't understand what's really being taken from us. We have we don't have an option and I yeah, it may be a better way, but but we haven't heard of better way. So my thing is why don't you know what your the way is, meaning the constitution. Declaration of independence, know what it is. The beautiful thing about it is it can be amended. And and we can put uh people vote people in to handle these uh, situations for us, these changes. You're not gonna get that in all these other nations without you know fights. You know, they're more subjects. We're we're not subject here. We gotta understand who we are. We're sovereign. No man is above us or below us, you know. Uh, no one's above us except for the creator, whoever that might be. So they, I feel they've taken that out of the educational system, um, the constitution, understanding, you have to know the law. If you're going to operate in any situation, marriage, cars, mortgage, I mean, it's a contract. Everything's a contract. So the constitution is a contract with multicultural people coming together and, and making a claim that we have to defend this thing now, but if it's gone, we're not comprehending number one. And then they erode it. I'm telling you the kids are going to be up for anything. Uh, the the, uh, the history that's being taken from them, I feel is extremely important because we know what history does, you know, it, it saves you from repeating this, you know, the same mistake. If it's a mistake or continuing something uh, that's been working. But if you take it away, what does that generate? The generation has nothing to hold on to. Nothing. So they don't know why the Constitution was there. You know, um, they're going to think it's because it's only based on a whole bunch of white folks. It could be further from the truth. um, They may think it's every white person, really far, 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 far from the truth, Uh, but they're putting out information, meaning uh, the ones that are subverting our country, they're putting out information to make it seem like you know we should be against each other um yeah this, this country is is just a wicked evil thing and i tell people the country wasn't always wicked and evil you know it, you know there's people who came in called bankers and things like this that had an agenda and we, we have to go back into the you know when birth certificates and all this stuff was created why it was created you know um yeah you know, wall street i mean we even further back even to you know to um uh andrew uh, jackson you know um getting rid of the you know, The banks, what was that about?
0: (laughs) You know, know, I looked into that and I said, I wonder why they didn't kill that guy. And they tried to. (laughs) And he said it was the bankers and the person who tried to kill him. I think the gun malfunctioned. And after that, forever after that, Andrew Jackson carried a gun. And he said it was that particular guy, the bankers who wanted to stop that. But Mm -hmm. I I uh, it's very interesting what you're saying. In that um the Constitution is there, it's easy to understand, you can just read it. The all the information is there. And as they try to convince us that, and I love that you're saying don't take away the history, they're trying to convince us that all these things, taking these things away, is a is a way to solve all the problems that it caused. But I would argue and I, I my reaction is that the, these problems have emerged as the Constitution has eroded. And what we actually just needed to do, and especially with the racist issues, like, well, the people who established that were slave owners. And my answer is, well, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater like it was there for the for the people who it favored. Let's just take it for everybody.
3: And we have to we also have to look at that it, uh, it, it was a time when, you know, I, well, let me say it this way. There was a time in the early days when uh, Europeans were coming over here. They saw a bunch of trees. It was it was so much many forests here that uh, they, they hit gold because the warships were made of, of wood. But the other people who were fleeing weren't a part of that. They weren't a part of the industry. They weren't, you know, were, they were trying to get away from, you know, persecution there. And it was uh, white on white. <laughs> it wasn't black on black. So I'm like, hey, I mean, that's what history tells me. And I'm always open to to be uh, corrected. Um, but you know, I'm doing my due diligence. Um, so I can't see, and I say that to say I can't see how uh, people can blame. Um, a, a race uh, for that situation. I want to back up on one thing with the Constitution and the Constitution's not being perfect, but nothing's perfect. But when you consider all the other places uh, on the planet, <laughs> everybody wants to come here. The good thing about, about what we have with that Constitution, again, we can change it. You know, we, we have to understand who we are. We have to function as that sovereign, you know, not a subject. You know, and now really as a citizen, depending on, you know, your school of thinking, you know, you're a sovereign, um, not as a, 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 a democracy either. There's, a, you know, a constitutional republic, you know, it's a whole different mo- mentality. And, um, and it puts us in a position of, of absolute strength here in this country um, in order to, as you know, to be sovereign, you have to have a military. And everyone has a military through that Second Amendment on that individual level. We're all sovereigns. We're not just a nation. Uh, that's solid, um, but I think because of the nations being so open and uh, just allowing all kind of ideal ideologies come to come in, there were people who said, ah, "I see how to do it now. <laughs> I see how to take over this country because they've been trying to take it down as you know, from, you know well, since the Revolutionary War. I mean, you know, you, you know how bad that was based off." History. I
0: think. The Articles of Confederation were probably better than the Constitution, and the Constitution was the first blow against that really decentralized. However, (laughs) They had such a fight on their hands to get that constitution and that they had to negotiate and compromise a lot. So if we were to stick with the bargain that we cut for ourselves in that constitution, I think that we we'd be doing great. And so I you know that people say there's a social contract and you consent to be governed. I'm not saying I do that. But if I do, it goes back to what you said. That's the contract. And I'm going to hold you to it. There's no more negotiating. You don't get to tell me that I'm I'm better. Off, if I give up some of the stuff yeah, I want, that,
3: robust, uh, that, that, that uh, debate, that you know, robust debate over it, you know, we find that that common ground the best that we can, or you win the first four years and <coughs> I get you the next four years. That's the beauty about this situation. If we lose that, but we don't yeah. like Trump now. Well, he's out in four years, even though it's way bigger than that. I, you know, and I think we all know it's. Um, it's some very serious stuff going on now that they they have to have him gone now. <laughs> he did need to been gone a long time ago, and uh, but anyway, I, I, as you know, how when you talk about these things, you could jump all over the place.
0: Um, yeah, I'm way down. That right? you can't, you can take me that I <laughs> that I'm not happy to go. No, but yeah. but the fundamentals are what's important. I think it's is that I think you're absolutely right in focusing on that because that the answer was there. This is what I always thought people like, want a constitutional convention or something like that. And I say, you know, this thing was established during the Age of Enlightenment. It was hard won. And you and it was so simple and short. You're like, nobody else is going to have that. Nobody else is going to have it. It's very simple and short. And we're not going to get something better. And what's more, I think the rest of the world, while they don't actually have their own piece of paper to rally around, and it is just a piece of paper, but we have this um, singularity of purpose and clarity of thought when we have that piece of paper as our side of the contract. And the rest of the world, I really believe this, because you see the way they talk, journalists and stuff, they'll say stuff like we, you know, when they're not even here. (laughs) They look to Mm. that as the standard. And, and that's why I think even in countries where they gave up their guns, still the governments don't really crack down on them in a totalitarian way because they still have to get ours. Or we would wise up and we'd be able to demonstrate to people, hey, you let the guns go then it's going to be like Australia, New Zealand. And they are really cracking down there on people's Let's, rights. Just in I, I feel now.
3: America is different um, when it comes to that Second Amendment because... Remember, we're, we're sovereigns in this country. You know, we're individually, uh, you know, we're sovereign. You know, that's the original way when you, when you look at it. You know, um, you know, it wasn't, you know, groups and, you know, people start forming different committees and you know, I mean, they've been formed, but it's gotten more and more and more creating divisiveness. Uh, is what I think.
0: What do you but, what do you think is see? I think of I always say, hey, even gun control advocates should make a carve out for women. <laughs> you know, like all women should have guns. You know, I just I'm making a joke, but I'm just saying you take I always think of uh, I always think of guns as an equalizer. And what surprises me, what I can't understand is how the people who are the weakest are often the ones who are most vocal against guns. They're like, oh, stand your ground laws will just hurt you. And because a new stand your ground law came out today and people are saying that's just for people who are homicidal maniacs and want to run around killing everybody. Like actually, when they have stuff like waiting periods where you can't get a gun for a few days, the, the murder rate goes up because a lot of times the people who are trying to get a gun in a hurry are trying to defend themselves against a domestic abuser or something like that. And it just seems like the narrative about gun control has, I mean, the people who advocate for it seem to be the people who, would you know, they would benefit from a little equalizing.
3: Yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> I, I think the only reason why it's even a real concern now is because. You know, there's been you know some underhandedness Mm -hmm. to uh, get this country in a uh, different position, let's say, uh, than what we're used to.
1: That's that's pretty much always been the case, though. I mean, that's our history here Mm -hmm. is the underhandedness by, you know, rich elites and uh, bankers, and like you were saying earlier, and like with regards to the Constitution. Like, I don't know if you guys have uh, ever heard of uh, uh, Thomas Hutchinson. Uh, He wrote these letters back in the 1700s. He was a, a governor of Massachusetts in like 1770 to like right during the time of when the uh, Declaration of Independence was being written. So he was he was hip to everything that was going on at the time. He wrote these letters to um, I was a cousin or something somebody, and basically he breaks down everything that these people are the, who are advocating for the Constitution, uh, Declaration of Independence uh, and the rebellion against, uh, uh, Britain, he's basically, he breaks it down. He's like, he's telling them that all these people, uh, or these rebellions, rebellious people from all the, the, the colonies, the, the rich guys, they're drumming up and and creating propaganda against Britain. Not that they were saints or anything, but they also made, um, a lot of propaganda and agitated people who were. Who were totally fine and happy with how they were living. And so, because they needed, they needed support. So he's explaining this. This is in seven, in, this is like in 1775, 76. I could send you the, the letters. And, yeah. uh, he also is basically saying that, that this Declaration of Independence, it's, it's their way of taking away power from each colony and amassing it themselves, consolidating power. Um, wow. yeah. So.
2: Yeah, The people to- that lived in the U.S. at the time, they just saw it as elites fighting elites and they were indifferent to it until they had that propaganda that you're talking about that they spread around there to get them riled up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And even him, even he made the comment about their being hypocrites by talking about inalienable rights, except for their slaves. It's like, oh, men are created equal. What about their hundreds of thousands of slaves from Africa? He says that. And this is back then. He's making that same point people make now, you know, about them. But, uh, you know, I used to be, you know, all gung ho, gung ho. Let's get back to the Constitution type thing. But the more I study history, the more I see how the Constitution was a coup d'etat in itself. I don't I don't buy that anymore. Personally. I mean, I think if we were to adhere to something, it would be the Constitution would be better than what's going on. But it has no power. I didn't sign it. Nobody else signed it in America, but those rich guys back then. So it's no, it's not, I, I didn't sign the contract. You know, I don't have a, you know, I have a copy yeah. of it, but my name's yeah. not on it. Those you know?
2: guys that did one of their best skills that they're, they're infamous for it. Samuel Adams, Benjamin Franklin. These guys were propagandists. Yes. This is yes. what they did.
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's hard for me to, 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 to be, you know gung-ho about teaching yeah. it, it in that sense
3: uh well, well be- i think well, well, i'm i'm getting it we have to go back to the beginning because we don't have anything in between yet.
1: and god created the yeah. heavens and,
3: and the earth you know and, we, beginning? and, and we don't and not and, and well, well not that Why not?
2: <laughs> but,
0: actually i think the agricultural revolution was the beginning of the end if you want to go all the way down there i, I, I think, think they probably did.
2: I think the founders probably treated the Constitution not unlike a lot of the politicians do today in that when it's beneficial to them, they cite it and they hide behind it. And then when it's not, they they use other language to talk around it.
1: That's how it was set up to benefit them (laughs) to to, um, to consolidate power, just like, you know, just like everything we see today is just uh, it's just in the line of what, uh, you know, has been going on since the beginning here.
0: I agree with you on that, and I, I had actually given up on all that. I loved Albert J. Nock, who said the that exact thing. I highly recommend Our Enemy the State. But when I had to go on the radio, I knew there really isn't that much to talk about when you're, you know, how do you really do any good to just throw up your hands? And I yeah. concluded that it was a good way to kick the can to identify our rights. And although I will tell you this, although that is what they were up to, this is why in the beginning I said the contract they negotiate. There's a concept in law of a meeting of the minds. You cannot be obliged to uphold a con- a contract that meant something different from your understanding of it and your agreement to it. So we did negotiate it to mean a certain thing. And they secretly, I'm sure, expected and got exactly what they wanted out of it. But one of the things that's, that's different about that from what you get today is this today's stimulus package is like a thousand pages long. Right. And (laughs) yeah, they have have a couple of hours to look at is like one big, long page and you can read it and understand it. And they can say, it means something else and they can bribe their judges and they do all do that. It's true. It's not really working. But I do think it's slowing them down and I don't really have any like the Bill of Rights, which is designed. To tie their hands. Look, I don't believe that there is a self-limiting government that's going to work. But if the whole of human civilization is just trying to kick that can of tyranny, this is a good you know what I mean? I, are we going to ever win? Are we really going to have an you know, a, a state of a self-ordering society without the use of force? I don't know, because a lot of bad people out there. But maybe stuff like this is the way to kind of keep them at bay. I mean, it's a reasonable, you know, the debate either way. No way. He's shaking his head.
1: I think it's wishful thinking. Uh, what do you
0: what do you think is uh, realistic thinking?
1: Oh, um, what is realistic? Well, whatever's realistic is not going to, we're not going to ever see in our lifetimes, but, um, uh, I mean, it goes back to, uh, uh, like, you know, you ever read the the Machiavellians? Yeah. Yeah. It's like democracy is impossible. It's, it's, it's technically impossible, you know? Um, but, uh,
3: so what is possible? Well, yeah, I, I think you know,
1: abolishing the state would be the best thing to do.
0: I, I'm afraid. See, he but, was afraid.
1: you know, I'm I'm a radical. I'd be called a radical and a conspiracy theorist for for that. I'm, I'm with you. And no, I will a, I will catch heat yeah. from from the my conservative friends for, and my leftist friends for you know
3: for
1: crapping oh, on the Constitution and well, the found, founders and all that.
3: But. I, I don't. Well, no, I I think what you're doing is what's in the Constitution. <laughs> you got the First Amendment going on. Yeah. So, so, I mean, yeah I mean, that's the thing to me that's the most important thing we can we can talk but when you get to the point that for example i was watching uh I think it was a while ago. Um, Alex Jones, one of the young ladies were uh, working for him, went to these college campuses, and they wouldn't listen to a word each other had to say. You're, you ever, you ever see those?
2: You yeah, that that man on the street where they ask the yeah, questions yeah. and that. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And and I always you know found that very interesting because you know you got a chance to go to the college campuses, and then you just see these people just totally shut down, like they don't want to hear anything. They're just blank uh, over. <laughs> you know, and so the so the, my thing is. We have to find out how to get conversation going back again. We have to slow yeah. down, I feel. And the the first amendment is important. We can't, I mean, I don't want nobody to tell me what I can't say. I mean, I, you know, there's consequences here for things that you say. I, I get that. But I like that first amendment. I, I like, I like, I like all anything that makes me free. It's first, first for a reason. Yeah. And like I said, we can improve upon anything. But what I like about what's happening now, even with the elections uh, going on, is that. Is young people, all different races I talk to, talking politics to me? That's adult. We have to establish what we have first before we can play in it. Yeah, you know, we, we, you know, you know what I mean. Other than that, your head is in the sand. You just, you're just going to buy, yeah. it, you know, as if
0: nothing's yeah, happening. Is it the, politics the, they're talking about? Oh, sorry, Bankly
2: That what you said earlier, connecting to this with the young people and talking politics and teaching people uh, how to think. What's going on right now in aggressive form is they're teaching people how not to think they're trying to get people not to think they're trying to get people not to identify as an individual. They want people thinking in terms of the group that they are identified to be in, they're told to be in so that they don't. So that they're not empowered, you know, because if you're no different, if you, they they want to brand people just like everybody else in a group that they're identified in, then they want to pit that group against another group. Then they want to make everything emotionally charged and political, so that no conversation could ever be had. Exactly. So that when somebody brings up one thing or ask one question, they get just slammed by everybody. And overcoming that world, is that's psycho-
3: that's psychological. I just wanted to say that that would be. Uh, the one way to identify that people yeah. who you can't talk to that just lose it. I mean lose it literally mm-hmm. they hate you they loved you forever but they'll they'll leave you you know hey you
0: know can't you be friends anymore you. right yeah when yeah. did that happen <laughs> and it's the
2: smallest yeah. thing so it's like Plato Plato was killed we've it's, lost some friends it's ask questions yeah we've, lost, we've,
1: no we've lost some friends but everything you just described about the, the groups and everything that uh democracy uh enables that it incentivizes that um, it. Get this is, what, what we're seeing is a r- result of democracy. So I'll, yes,
2: I'll, and a result of the misteaching of what the country is, is, because we're we're a republic, but they they kind of skew that the way that, that it's supposed to work. The representatives pick, and right. in, in, in in favor of the mob.
0: Well, because also the representatives can't know what you want because they start wading into business that they have no place in yeah. a representative. So so we can't explain to you why we need to obliterate Syria because it's too sensitive, but they act like it's a representative situation. But I, I yeah. want to respond.
2: Let me kind finish one thought. Yeah, there, yeah, I want to sure. What, what you're saying, Zay, I think is, is right, is overcoming all of that and, Having those conversations again without getting triggered and listening to people and not assuming the worst case scenario of every statement or every action somebody does, which has become the standard. You do one thing and you appear to be on the opposite side, and suddenly you're the most it's the most vile intent is projected into you and, and you're evil. And that has to be overcome. And I, th- I think it's possible. I know with one on one conversations is a lot more possible than when people on social media and big groups. But I think that's the key. It's difficult in small groups as
1: well. I mean, Zay years ago used to trigger me. Like we would be in, we'd be in deep conversations and he would say something that would challenge me. And I would, had no idea how to respond. Really? Like, Cause it would just like, it was like, I had no idea. I'm like, uh, okay. and then I would just get kind of get mad and, and then it was same. Th- and then I have to go research, you know, and it's same thing with, you know, other, other, you know, some, we'd be on the tour bus, we'd have discussions and things would get heated and, you know, you know, Zay likes to talk, you know, and he's, you know, <laughs> he's got some, he's, you know, he's got, he's been studying stuff for years. Yeah. So in, in one sense, uh, I mean, I'm glad because it may, it forced me to think you know a where was
0: your head at jj like what what were you just I like was a, a real believing con- democrat or what
1: oh no 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 i i wasn't very political at all back then i was i mean i was just basically back then i was just super involved with my church and i was just all about my ministry we had an arts ministry for actors and entertainers and and then just doing music and you know starting a family you know that's that's about it you know if you if i if would have been uh you know, longer than twenty years ago, my head was just like sex drugs and rock and roll and that was it <laughs> party yeah, you know right. every night, and I didn't care about any of this stuff so but well, uh, I'll tell
0: you the church thing that's an interesting um angle I was thinking is that to tie what you guys are <laughs> saying together is this idea that you're evil because you have this other opinion, then all of a sudden, I mean, for you to really hold that thought in your head, you have to think that there are like half the people who you run into are evil. Like if you just think it's like Democrat or Republican, whatever <laughs> side you're on, like the other half is evil. That oh, A, I mean, it just, it can't be true because like, you know, buildings get built and stuff gets, you know, I always think of the idea of like plum and level, like that's true. And the, we couldn't all work correctly if we didn't have some sense of 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 right and wrong and i think that we're not evil but by making us hate each other we manifest kind of evil and either you could just if you wanted to find it in yourself to give the other person the benefit of the doubt that they're not evil or what's well, even harder but a lot more people are going to have to do it love the other person anyway and I think well, yeah. that that's the answer, really. Well,
3: well you, you said something that it's it, now this is, you know, i will go left just a little bit. You know, my thing was always trying to find out, you know, if I can find out things closest to the beginning as much as possible, I think I would be good. So, yeah, although I, I listened to some uh, Maxwell Jordan years ago and um, and he was just talking about the spell and. You know, and it was the alphabet, you know, just, you know, it's called spelling. That's what's, and it, it just made perfect sense. And I'm like, wow, one day I, I, I started thinking about that. You know, we got these symbols called the alphabet <laughs> and we just take those things lightly. <laughs> you know, they formulate all the words, everything that, you know, all the contracts, you know, every, con- every marriage contract, every, every contract. And so we're, we're looking at. You know, I'm looking at the magic of these words. It's real magic. And so one day I was looking at the word believe. You're talking about evil. I want to relate this to the word evil you're talking about. So I'm thinking about this word believe. And Mm I, you know, unscrambled the word and came up with this. Doesn't make me right, but tell me what you think. Believe. You take the I, you put it before the B, you got I-B and you got L-E-V-E. Well, you reverse it, anagram. You got E-V-E-L, which is I-B evil. But you, you follow me? So now yeah. evil is really, when you look at it, it's, it's a veil. It's the word veil comes out of that. It's done in the darkness. So if you look at the you know, veil, excuse me, if you look at the word veil, you, you see evil right next to it. So my thing was, I came to the conclusion that it, it's all veiled. You don't know. Hey, uh, is your mom in the room? Uh, I believe right. so. You don't know. So I use little things like that to help me change h- how I think when I'm dealing with people. So whether them to be an evil, we don't know. That's, so we, we, you know what I mean? That's what, that's how we can resolve it. We don't yeah. know,
0: you know, and truth and light. Are kind of counter that idea of evil and veil. But the funny thing you say about the words, um, I was, I read a book recently made a big impression on me. It was called Against the Green, and it was talking about the early states from 10,000 years ago, basically. And he makes reference to just a sideways reference. He didn't get into the details, but that writing basically always emerged. As a way of keeping track of taxation and taxation was always kind of hand in hand with slavery. And, and I, after this, I always write down these little phrases like ideological eviction. I've got, but one of the phrases I came up with after this was all states are slave states. So before they have the writing, before they had the grain they people knew how to grow stuff but they really didn't they were kind of hunters and gatherers but really they like just got into the rhythm of how the how the animals would move and how the tides would come in so they didn't have to run around a lot for the hunter gathering they just had to kind of get in the groove with the different changes around them and that it was the kind of monument building like the monumental state that came in and learned how to kind of get people to to stay on the land and plant grain. And when it harvested, they could uh, take half of it right away and dry it out and put it in a silo. And they had to write all the stuff down. And the writing was hand in hand with the taxes and the slavery. And that's why before I said the agricultural revolution was like the beginning of the enslavement. And and I kind of. You know, I'm still. That's still where I'm. I'm at, and I know that that's like a, a rabbit hole with no. No, <laughs> well, no it's, 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 it's a fun one. It's a fun one there. <laughs> it's it's <laughs>
3: definitely fun there.
0: So uh, the one other thing I wanted to say, JJ, was that. I, I've always, you know, I had this epiphany. I looked at the constitution and I thought, well, if they could hijack that, they can hijack anything. And there's no hope for self-limiting government. And I totally believe that. And then I was happy to find, um, Hayek and others who said that it doesn't matter because society is self-ordering as you trade and form families and love and all that. You just, it's, it's normal. Like, and this goes back to my kind of people are not really evil because, because things are good. But I have started to move away from, you know, I call myself an anarcho-capitalist because I see in some of the stuff that I've been reading, and and I'm sure you've heard me say this before. But that it's big philanthropy. It's these it's these think tanks. It's these worldwide organizations that are actually, I believe, and I think they're saying that they're happy to undermine any of these kind of governments and act like there's no government. But really, they'll be controlling everything from the virtual world to the financial system to the health system, and they'll do it behind a veil. So you don't know that's what it is. You never get to vote. You never have that contract. And I'm not advocating the contract. Contract. I'm just saying I'm I I feel like they're a step ahead of us in this, and we need to like think one step past that. And I'm I don't know where to go with that.
3: See, and see, to me, the where to go is what doesn't seem like where we should go. And that would be a commonplace of that, that constitution because of what it represents, we we have to come to an agreement. All of us, we're going at the end of the yeah. day after all this stuff is going to happen, that we have an agreement.
1: How do you enforce that? Or like like if you well, agree, I,
3: it, I don't know how it's going. Well, the, the, the only thing I can say is, you know, first of all, we have to recognize what's happening to this country. We, you know, we have to get enough people to say, hey, do you see that train coming down the track? <laughs> you know, I, hey, you know, if we all see it together, I give an analogy like this. For example, you remember the videos of uh, what's that? Was national geographics i believe and they would be in the desert showing you a you know prairie dogs lifestyle you know prairie dogs be playing in the holes or you know yeah. just going in and out of holes and playing with oh, each other yeah. Then a snake comes and all of them snap to attention because they understand danger collectively mm-hmm. and then as soon as they assess it they send out you know whatever whoever's going to go out and chase the critter away and it's gone and if you notice they go right back to doing whatever it was they're doing to me that's just you know i like the analogy you know yeah it's it's a beautiful analogy of what, of what i think we should be like we have to come together to understand what's happening uh who's taking the contract you know and what
0: is it can you can you put some meat on those yeah oh yeah. I, think,
3: really I think it's you know well we're looking at another country that's going to become you know potentially a super country that country i tell people when you go there you can drop an album there and you get platinum by default with that amount of people and they're po- poised to be the next uh, superpower
2: you talk about china
3: yes and it's, a, it's it's supposed to be the next superpower and that's what to me what's really going on everything else is a diversion to keep us from not paying attention excuse me attention to that and all the, everything i mean it's it's sensitive it's real. These, these distractions but if we take a step back i, t- I try to tell people look we got to look at it like it's a bug in the street and you picked it up and you put it in the palm of your hand and you're flipping it over trying to figure it out do not wear it you don't know it enough to wear it. don't wear it don't let it get into your mind you don't you know, study it and and you'll see you know so so anyway i think what, what this virus hit with couple of days after a $2.5 billion deal was made, <laughs> uh, if I'm not, you know, mistaken. And I mean, so leaps and bounds are being made, you know, to straighten out an agenda here in America, I, I think. So, I mean, you know, debatably, you know, uh, but it's bigger than that. I think I think the uh, yes. Make America um Solid again is what the real, real gold is. It has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with anything. It has they something or anything like that. It has something to do with the powers that be, that new world order, or the bankers, or the big corporations, whatever you want to call it, are so big they now can own countries.
0: Yeah, I think that I, I would say, and I, I'm just trying to put this together as you're talking. I think the way the China issue is framed is an us versus them kind of war thing, but I think it is a little. It's different from that. I think, and I. I bet you would agree with me that it's an extension of that power elite just moving into a place that has a different apparatus not a constitutional apparatus but this where their lockdown was just I mean it's it's been applauded in all these like think tanks from since before it even happened there's some scenarios that say well if, it, if the if we had a big virus in China it would be okay because they could physically lock everybody up and they don't have rights so I I wouldn't be surprised if this is an extension of that kind of the same elite that we have here that had long ago divorced itself from any kind of national allegiance or even like a a reflection of the citizenry. It doesn't even have to be by nation, nation by nation, just the fact that the control of the country, whether it's government or just society or whatever, should be a reflection of the people, we the people or however you want to frame it. Sure. And this these people have always have for a long time been disconnected and they don't care where they operate from. And maybe that's what the move to China. represents.
2: They openly talk about operating above the state, above the nations and having these the philanthropy, the The corporations that are not connected to any one nation being in charge, they don't even hide this fact. And what you were saying about enforcement, we were talking about enforcement a moment ago. I think enforcement comes down at the basic. The education. The education has made people so manipulatable, so malleable, so they lack li- lacking critical thought. I think the foundation of that education will help people recognize the threat because the threat is different now than it was when in the National Geographic Hunters and Gatherers days, the group recognized the snake. Everybody recognized what the snake was, and they knew that was a threat. But now the snake is masked behind a, a suit. It's a politician, slick hair, and talks well, and not everybody recognizes the threat. People are saviors. They're portrayed as
1: Uh, Saviors.
2: Yeah, exactly. So that education, that critical thought, that asking questions, that emotional regulation, mindfulness, teaching stuff like that at, at a young age and history, of course, actual history, philosophy, building people, not building people, but educating people in a way where they're empowered to think and act for themselves and to use, as you say a lot, Monica, discernment yeah
1: yeah well that's one reason why we homeschool we didn't want them in government schools. we didn't want them indoctrinated by the by the state you know so we, we we're homeschooling our kids and yeah you know the other day my uh son uh he he brought he's nine and he was teaching his uh little sister about fiat money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good on you
1: you brought how ancient kings would take the coins and scrape off the edges you know, they would take some of that to to keep more of the money, you know, and so he knows that that story and how, you know, currency was manipulated and, you know, so he was trying to explain it to her in his little nine-year-old way, but I was impressed when I heard him. That came <laughs> from fiat money. I was you just like, teach
2: me about fiat money. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a, and, you know, out of, I don't know uh, <laughs> what channels you listen to. I, I would assume maybe a lot, but I mean, I'm hearing things about, you know, like parallel economies and, you know, the return to gold standard, the end of, you know, uh petrol dollar system. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of little things that's going on. That's, you know, being shaken up and you, and it's always going to be an opposite. So somebody's fighting that as well as somebody's fighting you from doing what you're doing and so they can continue, excuse me, you know, with what they're doing, you know, if that makes sense. You know?
0: do, do you feel this is something I, referring to Something you said earlier that, that it is an us versus them thing. I'm going to pull back like all states are slave states. It was a, a history of, um, racial slavery, all kinds of slavery. And that as we look at the crisis that we're in right now and this I think it's a very pivotal moment. And I I use as an example, like people were freaking out about the militarization of the police. I was doing shows about it and people were shoulder to shoulder. And right at that moment, Ferguson happened, I think Trayvon Martin maybe was around that time. And it went from us versus them to black versus blue or whatever. And it made people feel I think it was meant to make people feel like it was not a problem that affected all of us so they could divide and conquer. And now people are just confused because they smell a rat, but they're being told that it's a different rat. And that's how they're not figuring out what we need to do to just have some autonomous defenses. Well, it's, it's
3: just like the George Floyd, um, you know, situation. I, I think about that eight minutes, 46 seconds with all the killings that you, you've mentioned that that's happened. Now, in that moment of eight minutes and 46 seconds, you got somebody that's already, you know, detained, really. You know that there's cameras out there and your phone cameras all over the place. You know, this is happening and you know, it's it, to me, it was still in sight. You know, it didn't, you know, George Floyd was irrelevant, you know, to these people who had that plan to incite. And it got worse from there. He didn't even get yeah. shot. So he's got, you know, but you're hearing defunding the police. But see, the thing is that uh, you, you're familiar with Venezuela's situation, you know, 20 years ago. You know, mm-hmm. 20, 20 years ago, Venezuela was like America, and I'm telling you, it's oh, a yeah, same yeah. game plan, exact yeah. same thing, you know, turn to oh, citizens. Oh, wow. Against the police, police against the citizens. You know, I mean, it's a whole, it's, it's so organized that
0: Cuba, too, I think, it had that. Servando Gonzalez, I wonder if you read that book, say. It mm-hmm. was called Psychological Warfare, and it's a mm-hmm. guy, I believe he was Cuban, and he said from the beginning, he said Cuba was good, and they, or whatever, it was industrialized, <laughs> and they intentionally, as a kind of Western experiment decided to de-industrialize it and see what happened with it. And one of the things in the book was a letter that I have since seen undisputed, a letter from Fidel Castro to FDR when he was 12 years old saying, I want to work for America. Tell me what to do. Isn't that funny? And I just I feel like they did industrialize.
2: And you say that, too, like an American experiment that made me think of the experiment that we're all living through right now. This is a grand experiment, and there will be so many psychological, sociological, world shaping type scientific studies written about this it probably already are being passed around among quote the the elites but this is a study in in human behavior what people will put up with how they will behave in in situations such as this they're, they're gathering so much data about human behavior right now that they will then They gather so much
3: information about everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, no matter what it is, no matter how deep, we got to really think about that. I mean, these these people go everywhere. They're in space, they're in amoeba waste. they're in in every kind of situation, studying everything. Yeah. I remember there was a a teacher, I have to say her name, uh, Celeste Hawthorne, um, who opened my mind to one thing uh, that was, if you want to keep a black man down, put it in a book because he won't read it. I, I read wow. technical books. I've read all kind of books and I don't, I don't make sense. I read, but it was what we read, you know, and what we should be reading should be law. The things that govern everything we do, we are supposed to be a part of everything that governs everything we do. Clearly that's to be first and foremost, in my opinion, then you build, have funds, your clubs, your parties, your concerts, your, you know, the foundation has to be solid, meaning in, yeah. in the mind of the citizen has to be solid. Yes, Once we get and, there, I think and and to me, I just think it's it's you yeah, know, it might be wishful thinking as as Jay said, but I just really think if we can get people to understand who they are as individuals in this country, they don't know who they are. Yeah. And and it's and we have to do it individually. It's no school, um, I mean, the school's gonna help depending on how we get reestablished here after the twentieth. Um, educating, um, but we have to do it. We have to do it for our kids. We, you know, like Jay is saying I, you know, I feel gl- glad hearing what you just said uh, about your son, uh, you know, from you teaching him stuff like that. But we have to be we uh, it's our responsibility. That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. And we have to start with all we have and all we have right now is the Constitution, regardless of what it looks like. It is what it is. And that's what's being held up for as they fight through the courts and everybody saying they're they they're um You know, upholding. So we need as individuals, as the sovereigns, I like to say, not citizens, go do our due diligence to the point that we understand
2: it. Then act. Then act. You don't know, you don't know. There's nothing wrong with not knowing.
0: I yeah. would like to fold that in. That's a good
2: something. point. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with not knowing. Sorry, Monica. A lot of yeah. people think you have to have the answer all the time. Right. You know, there's a process for searching for the answer. If you think you have to have the answer all the time, then you'll get somebody who could be manipulating you to try to program it into you. But, yeah, it's okay to not know. Exactly. And it's so –
0: It's simple and it's on its face. And I want to tie that into something that you said earlier, which was about how we all have to agree. And my feeling, I understand. The problems with the Constitution, I, I prefer the Articles of Confederation or just a truly free society. But if you look at how we got to the Constitution and why it's a minimalist kind of document. And when you say, like, think of the fundamental laws, all of that stuff has to reflect what is common among us, because that's how we can agree. And it's really not a lot. And it goes to I love Murray Rothbard and his classic kind of there's only one law. Don't touch me or my stuff. And beyond, you know, after that, you can then fold in community, religion, um culture you can be a part that's why i believe in the right to work and travel you can be a part of whatever norms you want but if you're gonna start having laws that you can call somebody with a gun to enforce it's a very very few things we can all agree that's the right thing to do and it's very simple so you, you, you can read forever on it, but you can also just start with the simple little concepts and talk to people and open each other's minds, which is why I was so eager to talk to you, Zay, because JJ Boogie has been. Um, just such a help for you know me. I clarify my thoughts, and he's such a great thinker. And it lives yeah. it lives the life of a of a thinking, moral person of principle. And I have to say, when he said that you were the first person who talked about these kind of unorthodox viewpoints that lead to bigger thinking, I just was dying to know how you know how you got there and where you are now.
3: Well, well, well. Like I said earlier, uh, just you know, different people except from the I mean everybody really, uh from I'm talking about from Farrakhan to the Hebrew Israelites to the the Jewish faiths to the Jews uh, Jews uh Jews for Jesus faith to the I studied everything that I think is governing us, that's controlling us, or that could be used to make us feel a one way. Like I have a thing about being a sheep or being looked at as a sheep, you know, you know, sheep let a wolf come in and just eat it. You know, you need yeah, they I, tell I'm us not, to be sheep. <laughs> Say it again.
0: They tell us to be sheep. Yeah, that's, sheep I'm work. always puzzling over that. Like the sheep, you know, Christ is a shepherd and I love his message, but that one, it's hard for me to get my mind around.
3: Well, I mean, well, think about what a sheep will let a wolf do. You know what I mean? Um, so, and we have minds. And to be honest, the the things that are hurting us that I can see, I, I can see that they're human so far, you know, uh, so far. I mean, I've heard all kinds of things from the aliens and every, you know everybody behind the curtain. I've heard all kinds of stories. Uh, and, and I'm very interested in hearing more. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so, but... But I, I think the real um, secret is we're starting to be opened up because of what's happening to this country right now. People are starting to think we're starting to resonate as human beings. Now, as black people, white people, Democrats. We're starting to resonate as human beings. And because we were all suppressed, I, I feel we all became slaves. You know, white, black, everybody became slaves. It's just no, what's the saying? Uh, there's no better slave than one that can house and feed itself. So and I think we all became that. But but we were suppressed, subjugated. And so now we're waking up. We're thinking, well, wait a minute, ooh, what? Did he say what? You know, we're we're opening up. And all that's good. You know, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, Harvard material has nothing to do with that. It's the basis. We have to get the foundation reestablished, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned. And that's starting with, with ourselves, uh, you know, self-respect and being able to respect others. Um, we start there. I think it's going to be uh, easy for us to have the conversations that, you know, we yearn to have so we can iron out as much as we can. And everybody's not going to come along. Uh, and there's going to be people to make sure everybody doesn't come along, you know, um, you know, through censoring and everything. And so it's it's but it's a war. It, uh, it, that's what it is.
2: That's the I mean. first art of war is know yourself, know your enemy. If you don't know your enemy, how do you know how to fight them, or should you fight them? You know. Yeah, and if you don't know yourself, then you don't know the vulnerabilities that they're going to
3: attack. Exactly. So, and and I think we've been denied ourselves. We became workers. We became you know whatever fads you know were were presented to us, um, and we kind of left being human to the point now that we're literally going into you know. The technology where it will be what? Cyborgs.
2: Cyborgs. Transhumanism. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah trans. That's the word I've been, was looking forward to. <laughs> yeah. I've been hearing that lately. But to me, with all the technology, uh, it, it seems very, very obvious that it's, it's a fix on, on humanity to me. Uh, you know, the various phones track or somebody, what's the difference between that phone and an ankle bracelet? You know, yeah, on. great yeah. point.
0: Yeah, we carry. They don't phone have well. to implant it anymore, and you can't live without it, I and mean, you got it know it's and You, was a setup it and you want it? it.
3: And yeah. They gave yeah. it to
0: people. Like the Obama phone was not. You know that wasn't a present. <laughs> that yeah, was but a I'm chain. saying
3: well, we'll go buy that Apple too.
0: we buy our own yeah. sli- our own chains. Yeah, yeah. So- I,
1: I I do have this this deep seated like desire to go back to a landline with a rotary phone, and
2: yeah, I was thinking about get rid of this.
1: Yeah. You know <laughs> but, but how
0: could you you couldn't function economically without it right. they they make sure of that i think yeah yeah but i mean i didn't was, have a
2: cell phone till i didn't use a cell phone till i was in in college on a regular basis and i just i, I try to think back sometimes like what was it like you know <laughs> what was what, like, like life like without this thing um, yeah. it was
3: TV. very uh, yeah. you, you know nothing about it you know it's it's something and and, and, and truly i think the, the baby boomer generation i think we're a big threat because we know all these things way before it came i mean everybody knows about you know communication how how much less of it it was i mean you went to the you had your dime you went to the phone booth and, you know i remember calling my wife when i was uh, yeah. you know, in the military and i would be yeah. you know just put my dimes in
0: you know? and it would be busy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
2: seen and got his so
0: crazy you know, you
2: yeah oh, oh, it's you know it's but the
3: technology I, I, and we have to be careful and, and things haunt me um, you know such as you know the you know uh Albertson, Georgia but when you you know uh look at the guidestones and, and and these plans and you you know so it makes makes me wonder and I and I want to be able to wonder I don't want to buy into what anybody just tells me, you know, I want to go and do my research. So if somebody says, Hey, these people got a plan to bring this population down to 500 million people. Well, I'm big. I got to at least pay attention to it. You know, I mean, I'd be to me, I'd be stupid not to pay attention. Even if it wasn't, I found out it wasn't real. I would have to exhaust that. And, uh, but then
0: and the same of- people who want that are the ones pushing the vaccines. And you got to, I mean, and they cause conspiracy theories just for being cautious about it. It's really nuts.
2: Yeah. But- they do this. They'll go. Somebody had an adverse reaction to a vaccine that had no history of previous reactions to, or allergies and ended up in the ICU. But they're thrilled they took the vaccine. They want you to take it as well. In other news, conspiracy theorists say vaccine is
0: dangerous. <laughs> it's, it's, right uh, wing yeah. conspiracy yeah, yeah.
2: theorists. It, it gets
3: me when I hear, and, and I'm not affiliated with any party, but it gets me, when, you know, for example, when we look at people thinking, <laughs> uh, Dictatorship. So I, I was like, I heard one guy said, "I'm taking the guns," and I heard another guy say, who was said to be a dictator, that you can keep your guns. And I'm just observing. I'm not on anybody's side. I'm just looking at what you know what's being stated. And,
2: and, yeah, and you and have so, to. This yeah.
3: is And so. You know, I told a couple of friends. I said now, why is it a dictator will tell you you can keep your guns? Why would the dictator <laughs> what his subjects to be are? That's not like saying, I'm going to take the guns. I'm coming after the guns. That sounds more like a dictator if I had like a choice.
2: Yeah. And that's such a logical thing that you said. That's so logical and it makes it makes perfect sense. But because everything's so politically charged and people are thrown into these buckets on each side, when people say something like that. You're you. It automatically triggers people going, "Oh, you must love Trump." Then and no, it's just a logical thing. This being said, and listen, and
3: and I really don't like when people tell me. I'll, I'll try to share things with people. Oh, you know, you you like Trump? I'm an observer. Yeah, I'm like looking at a football game. <laughs> you know, it's if the team, the opposing team, made a catch, a touchdown, they made a touchdown. I mean, yeah, no yeah. Way. But, you know, but people are are uh, being taught really to, and if it's not my narrative or well, our narrative is you it, it and it doesn't matter about any color. As a matter of fact as, as far as color goes, I've been telling for don't call me a black man, red man. I even go by T Sam Hawaiian. I am a human being. It's just too much chaos and trying to be everything else. And we all are so mixed anyway. <laughs> it's like to me. And it's irrelevant. We're all human beings. And when we're trying to make each class this or that look, all we got to do is respect each other. Pay attention to where the hurts are, because I believe that what's happening with the, the tension now is exposing things. We can address them now. We see the height of it. We have to come to the to the table and talk. But it seems like there's a faction that's saying, "No, I don't care if they want to talk or not." You know, you make them kneel and you make them do this, and you, you know, well, what happened to every man is, you know, equal.
0: yeah. And then what? You know, then why yeah, yeah. you are just swept? and
3: and I know it's the end isn't for us to act like that. Like that's not the all view that we can respond to people, other people in, in favorable ways. There's someone who has a game plan. There is an agenda, I, I believe, to make us go after each other like this. You know, it's 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 distracting us. And it's and, the worst thing you could up. do.
0: It's the worst thing you could do is to meet this challenge with anger and venom and irrationality and emotionalism and hatred and factionalism. So the fact it's just like my thing with don't you don't have to believe the false flag to defend the Bill of Rights. You don't have to think this is a plot to see that it's wrong. You know, it's it's kind of like the covid lockdown stuff. I don't I don't know anything about, you know, I you don't have to believe or not believe in the virus or whatever. But this stuff, California is still getting the worst of it. And they were the ones who were the most vigilant about the lockdown. So you just have to keep your critical thinking skills going. And, including... and
3: we have, with what you just said, uh, we have to understand that if, if it doesn't open up, the fact is that more and more companies get lost, more you know, are lost. More, a little more people unemployed, it brings your, your status as a country down. That's just it's. that's all it is to it. It's not that. Much magic, you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> you know, taking yeah. it from you, you got millions of people without it. And once it gets to a certain number, it's, it's no turning back.
0: And that's the sunset that you were talking about. So let's, let's wrap it up. And, um, but with the caveat that anytime you want to share insights, we, we're happy to be a uh, a channel for you to get your thoughts out, because it's great to have it's very upbeat to think that we've got hope and it's at the individual level and we can um, reach across all communities to have something that, uh, you know, just unites us. And it's so simple. And, you know, I agree. I agree with JJ about the Constitution. But I also feel that it has value, and and I'd take it. Like if they were what if they were actually adhering to it, I'd be satisfied with that. So it's I like we have to,
3: to me, we don't we don't know our right place. That that's we don't know who we are in the game, all of us, right? With that right with and that paper, and again, we can change it. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> that's that's what we gotta. You're not gonna go to any other country and you go to change things like that. You know not I well
0: know. i will try to keep that positive attitude because i get i i read we do a daily show a news show every day we are reading the news every freaking day and it can really make you feel like it's overwhelming and oh, and yeah. that the regular person doesn't have a voice but when you turn off the screens people are still people and that's where the hope is
1: yeah i i often get I often get overwhelmed and I'll get depressed about it, or scared or whatever. And you know, and every time I talk to Zay, it's like, yeah, he's seen all the same stuff as well, but he's always so, he's always still so positive and hopeful, and and always pushing yeah. on. So it always helps me be like, all right, well, I, I just got to keep, I just got to keep. Going. Yeah, that's great.
0: Maybe it's literally the screens that are the problem. And Zay has a superpower that he is not exposed to. It. Well, I, I'll
2: tell you, Zay does have a superpower. It's that deep voice that every man wishes he has. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Zay can tell the truth with it, And it's just words it you to listen to. It. It's very impressive. Yeah. Well,
0: Thank you. On that upbeat <laughs> note, let's say goodbye and and know yes. that people will wait for another installment of that.
3: Right, I truly enjoyed that, George. I, I, I'm a fan Indeed? now. I've listened to a couple of your shows. Just to let you know, I'm I'm hooked.
0: Oh, yeah, fantastic! Awesome. Well, I'm so glad. I told I told JJ it's like only if he wants to, only if he's into it. Don't put an obligation on him. So he <laughs> he gave you the show to listen to, and I'm glad that that worked.
2: The Christmas yeah. decorations look great, by the way, JJ. Oh, yeah. Thanks to thanks to the wife.
1: Yeah, it's like Christmas yeah. decorations and uh, musical instruments and animals and <laughs> toys.
0: Yeah. We got all. in the background. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Where is he? He's all on. right, guys.
0: Yeah. Well, very for Merry Christmas a- to you. And thank okay. you hey, so Christmas. much for your time and effort. And I know it was a lot of effort.
2: Thanks a lot. Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Bye.